What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Bri-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and we're back uh, from kind of like a two-week hiatus, I guess. Um, Last week was my birthday week. Well, it was my birthday last week, and I kind of celebrated it for the whole week in a way uh, because that's just how we do things in the Bri-Fi household, and I'm selfish. No. Um, So, yeah, I kind of took some time off, but hey, we're back and ready for October. It is October 2nd, and uh, I'm excited to get into it. It's spooky season, so I'm excited to start telling some more Texas ghost stories because that's my favorite thing to do uh, this time of year is to share in those, and hopefully you guys enjoy that part of the podcast because I sure as shit enjoy talking about it. Uh, Really what I've been up to, though, is trying not to get addicted to Pokemon cards again. So, like, we've talked, I think I talked a little bit about it last episode i can't remember if i did or not but it all started with a friend from work who was trying to find a gift for a niece or a nephew a a child relative and we got on to the topic of pokemon cards and it kind of got me you know kind of like putting a toe into the water kind of testing it out and eventually one day i bought a scarlet and violet base set uh elite trainer box and they're cool they come with like um, a pamphlet with all the different cards come with nine booster packs and like some dice and some other fun little stuff and so i kind of like got me into it i pulled some cool cards from there so it got me all excited and shit so i was really happy and um, then I found out that they were releasing, along with the Scarlet Violet set, an expansion called the Pokemon 151. And what that was is all the the first generation uh, 151 Pokemon. So, you know, the guys that I grew up with, the Pokemon that I fought and battled with with the trading card game. And so that was really... If, if Pokemon was looking for a way to get nostalgia and people back into Pokemon trading cards, the Pokemon 151 expansion was the way to do it. And it came at such a beautiful time for me. Um, Like it just like everything just lined up perfectly and like the perfect storm of get Brian back addicted to Pokemon cards because just getting getting my feet wet with like how to see how the new cards worked and new abilities and things and then i found the pokemon trading card game mobile app and so like you can play pokemon which like i've been dying to do like i was big into magic the gathering i was big into pokemon so finding like I've, i've i've downloaded the magic the gathering app but the pokemon trading card app finding that as well and learning that with these boosters come little qr codes so you get digital booster packs for the mobile game so it's like i'm collecting on two fronts now and it's just so exciting and like it all was kind of like it kind of scared me at a point uh my son and i we went was it maybe last friday he wanted to go to walmart and i was like sure we'll go and i kind of already had it back on mine i was like i wonder if uh because they're these Pokemon 151 packs are like damn near impossible to find because everybody wants them. 
And so I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll get lucky and they just stalked him. I don't know. Or maybe, like, I can ask the guy when he stalks or something. So me and my son went, and, of course, they weren't there. We, I remember they might have some in the back area, in the toys area, and they had some elite trainer boxes, but none of the 151 stuff. So I was kind of kind of disappointed. So me and my son were still just walking around Walmart. He, like, he likes to find toys and kind of play with them in the basket, like, while they're still in the box. It's like window shopping and my son he, he like he understands it like we don't always buy toys and stuff but he still has fun with it and dad will just you know walk around the store and look at rgb lights and electronics because i have a another sick addiction i can't get rid of but as we were walking around we saw the card guy and he had like four cases big brown box cases and so i was like oh let's see what's happening rj like let's let's see if he's gonna have my cards and so like basically like some crazed predator i was stalking this dude and just kind of like mm, wonder what you got in the box and i didn't want to just like go up to the box and be like hey so you got what i'm looking for in there so like a creep i just stayed in the background and just slowly watched this dude stalk all the cards and finally he starts pulling out Pokemon 151 shit, and I'm excited as fuck now. And like, I feel so bad for my son because it about he had to wait probably over an hour for this dude to finish his job, and so I made my poor son wait playing with it. Like, I'm pretty sure by like 40 minutes in, my son, like, bless his heart, he did a phenomenal job of just hanging in there. But like 40, 45 minutes in, he was like, I want to go home, Dad. And I was like, no, bud, come on, just like a little bit longer. Look, you can play with my phone. You can do whatever you want with my phone. Uh, just like hang on because this is like this is the one thing I've been waiting for, son. And I know I know you're sick and tired of Walmart, which is crazy in my opinion, but like, please. And so my son did tough it out enough. I mean, he complained a little bit, but he toughed it out. Finally, the guy let me into the aisle because he like he blocks it off like some kind of crazed like defender of cards. I don't know what the fuck. And so eventually I got to go in the aisle uh, there. They, they had tons of elite trainer boxes of the 151. There was like 10 of them. But I had looked it up and it was more financially like I got more cards for my buck if I did the small six booster pack box. So there's a small box with six booster packs in it for like $26, $28 versus a elite trainer box, which only had nine booster packs, but was like, oh, like $54, $55. So I could get way more booster cards, like booster packs and cards if I go with the small boxes, which is what I ended up doing. The dude like stocked maybe five of them, uh, like five. Yeah, I think like five or six. And I ended up taking four of them. I was gonna take them all, but I was like, no, is that like a real asshole-ish thing to do? And I didn't want to be that guy. So I ended up not taking them all. I left one box and took the rest home with me of the small ones, not the elite. I can't, I'm not paying 50 bucks for nine booster packs. Fuck that. I don't care if you get a cool little pamphlet and some dice like that. That doesn't appeal to me. I mean, I guess you get like a promo card with it too. So that's kind of cool. I don't, ugh, maybe I'll end up buying one. I don't know. But even before all this happened, I didn't think, like, when me and my son were first walking around, I didn't think I was going to get these cards. So I already pre-ordered online the Pokemon 151 Ultimate Player Collection. So uh, that's going to be coming in the mail, and that was $119. But it comes with, like, 18 booster packs. So to me, it was a little bit more justified 
and it comes with like a plane mat and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I was like, okay, I think I can justify this a little bit more than just the uh, the small elite trainer box, and and that's that's what I'm gonna live with. <laughs> and then I thought like after I found the little booster packs, I thought to myself, well maybe I should cancel the ultimate collection and be ha like you know just be happy with what I got, but it's already gone like so yeah i'm just not gonna worry about it it's and then i'll just i'll just call that it like that will be my final pokemon card purchase for now and we'll just maybe for the end of the year i don't know it depends on what cards i pull because <laughs> like there's nothing like pulling that rare like secret art or like secret rare hollow or full art card and one just getting to see such a beautiful card but two then you like and see as an adult this is where i fuck up is i look at the value and like what it's been selling for and like if it's graded or ungraded and then like i'm looking at these cards where i'm like wow i pulled this blastoise and it looks like if i get it graded it's like i like these are the cards like the three cards that i pulled that i'm most excited about a blastoise ex full art a full art nine tails hollow and i think i think it was a nine tails ex and then a pikachu full art like secret I, I can't remember i think it was like a double double gold star i can't remember what but when i looked up their prices uh as graded as perfect score it was like total between the three cards i think it was like 320 almost 350 dollars if i get them all graded and i was just like oh my god this is amazing and so like yeah I, i'm lost now you know I'm, I'm chasing this thing and what's funny is i hated speculators and stuff like that in the comic books industry because they would go and buy all these like comics up and shit and not save any for people and then here i am buying four of these fucking booster boxes and only leaving one for like the rest of my small town to fight over so yeah kind of a dick but then like i i went in the next day with my wife because we were getting halloween decorations because by this point, it was uh, the last day of September, about to be October 1st. And we walk in and I just wanted to swing by to see. And like all of the elite trainer boxes were gone. So like within me getting the cards like at five in the afternoon till 24 hours later, people came in and bought all of the elite trainer boxes for those Pokemon cards. So I don't feel too bad, man, because they, they went fast. And so I'm glad I got mine and I pre-ordered some other stuff that's going to be sent directly to the house. So I'm excited and I'll have fun with that. Anyway, so that's kind of what I've been up to uh, since we last talked. Um, this episode, though, tr I'll try not to take too much of your time. We'll go quickly through the Nifty Nerd News and then we'll talk about a Texas ghost story that I've been saving for this year. Alright guys, welcome back to the Nifty Nerd News portion of the BriFi Podcast. Up first, I'm excited to announce because I'm a video game nerd, but Division 3 is now in development. I was huge into the Division 1 and Division 2 games. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about it, or if you go to uh, twitch.tv slash the BriFi, you've seen me play it before on the Twitch stream. I haven't played it in a while, actually. I've been just finding new things to do. But with the announcements of a new Division 3 means new story and stuff, and I've really enjoyed it. I've really liked this Tom Clancy game. Um, not that I don't like other Tom Clancy games. It's just this one has been, like, really 
entertaining for me and I've really enjoyed like the looter shooter aspect of it. Well, it's like a third person looter shooter and RPG type way. It's like, I always tell people it's like Diablo with guns. And so I've really enjoyed the game and had a lot of fun with it. And so I'm excited that Division 3 got announced and I'm almost shocked because it seems like Ubisoft hasn't been announcing a lot of things and redoing a lot of things. So, like, other than Assassin's Creed, it seems like that's the only thing they do nowadays. But, so, Division 3 gets me excited, means they believe in it, and gets, like, I'm so hyped. Uh, other Nifty Nerd news, we talked about the Pokemon 151. That was something I wanted to bring up with Nifty Nerd news, but I ended up just talking about it in um, the intro. But I, I got to tell you, man, I love these cards. They're so much fun, so much nostalgia. Um, what's been great about them as my son exclusively only watches like the season one Pokemon anime, like the original uh, Indigo League stuff. And he loves it. He loves watching it. We watch it on repeat. So getting to see these Pokemon and he knows all their names. He knows some of the newer ones too, because he'll watch me play the video games and stuff, but he loves the Gen 1 stuff. So I like I remember when I opened like one of the first booster packs with the 151, I took it to my son. I was like, hey, look at this card and look at this. And he's like, oh, that's Oddish, that's Magic Card, that's Hitmonchan. Like he's naming them all. He would he didn't really want to touch them or hold them, which I'm trying to get him like, hey, it's okay to hold these cards, just not the shiny ones with money. <laughs> but so and like my next step and the next part of our nifty nerd news and it along with Pokemon 2 is I want to try to get him to play Pokemon. I want him to try to get excited about the cards and want to maybe play the game. And that's going to be kind of fun to do now because the Pokemon company just released maybe yesterday. I think it was October 1st, October 1st was when they first released these. It's my first Pokemon battle. And it's actually a, it's a $10 box set. Comes with two mini decks, I think 17 cards each has energy cards, play mats, dice, coins, and an instruction booklet. And it, it's to help like people who want to get into Pokemon card and learn how to play the game. And it's a very basic way to play the game where if you've played Pokemon before, you know, hey, energy cards, you gotta put them on a Pokemon to power up their moves and stuff. Where the My First Battle game works, they, used shared energy cards so all your energy cards go to the middle of the field and all their pokemon will just share that and when they get knocked out the energy cards stay there for the next pokemon to come into the active spot so it's a little bit different way to play than like the what you might be used to if you played when uh, younger or older if, if you played long time ago <laughs> But I think it's a great way to get kids into it, people who maybe don't really play these type of card games to kind of learn the basics and kind of like get a good understanding of it before they go all into the game. So I'm excited about that and I think that's really cool. Another bit of nifty nerd news, actually we're keeping it Pokemon related too. Um, so they decided, it was over in Europe I believe, that the Pokemon company was doing a Van Gogh collaboration. So they were releasing like special, like, I don't know if it was cards or a whole bunch of other stuff. Just like collectibles and memorabilia. That was like Pokemon Van Gogh inspired pieces. But 
it sucks because basically the event was crashed by a whole bunch of collectors and speculators who, because all the stuff was being given out for free, and basically they, I guess the best way to put it is they fucking robbed them basically. Like they came and took all the shit because they're like, oh, we're gonna put this all on the market, and like within the same day, all that shit was like showing up on like eBay and like selling sites and crap. So it kind of sucks because you know they put this shit on for the kids and for like people to go and have a good time and maybe get like a cool piece of art or like just a cool thing from that event to show that you were there and then like i said with the comic books same thing with this like speculators show up and just like ruin it for everyone because they're just trying to make a quick buck and not really try to enjoy the game enjoy the the event like they're just trying to make money off this shit which really kind of sucks you know like enjoy it like yeah i'm collecting cards and i'm happy to get like really like valuable cards and rare cards but i honestly don't think i'm gonna sell them i'm gonna keep them until like one until they become way more worth it but like until like you know maybe my son rj will want them and like want to see them because one of my biggest regrets is selling off my old pokemon card collection i could still have that now one i could have like that whatever thousand couple thousand dollar charizard because i had a first edition holographic charizard and I sold that a long time ago when I was much younger. I think it was like 18 or something because I was moving in with my girlfriend and we needed furniture. And so there went all my card money. And now could have been worth a lot more thousands. What is this car doing? Sorry, I'm on a roundabout and this car just like straight up stopped on a roundabout. What the fuck? Anyway, good thing I was paying attention. So yeah, people go into the Van Gogh collaboration. They suck. Because they did sucky shit. Who else is doing sucky shit? Amazon Prime Video is doing sucky shit. Because now they're adding ads into, like, their, like, tiers. And not just like, oh, we're going to add a free tier that has ads. No, it's a paid tier that they're adding ads into. And they're going to force you to pay even more money now to get rid of these ads. Like, it, it's just ridiculous, man. Like, streaming services now are getting out of hand. It's enough where I've talked to my wife to seriously consider getting rid of some of this stuff. But she's like, no, oh, I watch this show and I watch this show. I was like, yeah, but you're gonna have to learn to live without it because we used to live without these shows a long time ago and it's time to get back to that lifestyle. <laughs> and so like, it's almost cheaper to go back to basic cable at this point. And so, yeah, kind of success. Uh, and the last bit of news, there was this article going around which kind of was making fun of this uh, Walt Disney World guest saying that they basically were suing Walt Disney World because they got a super wedgie from going down the slide at one of their water parks. I think it was at Disney World. And uh, as it turns out, though, it like when we say super wedgie, we mean this person had to go to the hospital and get surgery because of said water and wedgie entering their body. It was a woman who was going down the slide. Uh, I guess the slide has like this weird dip at the end. She ended up going airborne. Her legs came uncrossed. Cause you know, they tell you cross your ankles to kind of help protect you when you hit like the stopping water at the bottom of the slide. Well, knocked her legs loose. And so water went and her bathing suit went all right up in her and it was enough to cause uh, i'm guessing like a hernia or something but she had to go to the hospital get transported to another hospital and then have surgery there to fix the damages and even then i don't know if it was all 
good afterwards. Like that, that's insane. One, it's like it reminds me of the time, like you know, we talk about the lady who uh, burned herself by drinking hot coffee. Like, haha, yeah, you should have known it was hot coffee. But like, how hot was it really? And like, the type of burn she really got. Like, this was like another one of those stories where people are like trying to blow it off. It's like, haha, you're, you're silly. You got a wedgie, and you're trying to sue Disney World. But then when you like look at the actual extent of the damages and how bad it really was, you're like, oh, oh, shit. Like, like, yeah, sue, because like maybe something's really not safe about that ride. I don't know, man. It's crazy. And just be careful. Like, that's why I don't do Daredevil shit anymore. I just I stay in my lane. I stay in the little wave pool or like the little lazy river and just enjoy the day. Like, that's <laughs> That's the way Bryfi does it, and just buy Pokemon cards. That's safe. I might get a paper cut, but, you know, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Anyway, that's it for the Nifty Nerd News, guys. Thanks for sticking around. And up next, we're going to finish things up with a spooky story. Alright guys, it's time for the final portion of the Bri5 podcast. And this time it's October, so we're gonna be covering some spooky Halloweeny Texas history type stories. Something I love to cover all the time, and so here we are. This week we are going to talk about the city of Galveston, and if you are from Texas, you probably already know where this is going. There happens to be a Walmart on the island of Galveston that has, is said to be the most haunted Walmart in all of the world. And there's been many reports of people hearing voices at like after hours. Sometimes it seems like children, children laughing, toys turning on for no reason like and you know how it is like you've been in a walmart toy store you walk down an aisle and then you hear like one of the like the sensory toys or whatever just be like we're friends or like you know whatever creepy shit they say when you're alone and it's not cool man like like your kids are playing with it it's fine but when it's like just you by yourself it gets creepy dude so like there's been so many stories of this uh like from the workers to people um who shop there that strange things sometimes happens but mostly just harmless man like sometimes it seems like it's kind of just funny like what what happens there and the toys that seem to get played with or the things that seem to get moved uh stuff in the grocery department falling off of shelves um but one of the most eerie thing though that you hear is like the like laughing or crying kids like it seems like you hear kids and not just like you know a walmart you're gonna hear kids but like you can't figure out where these kids are coming from because they're hiding in the clothes racks no because they're ghosts dude (laughs) and so this makes a little more sense when you find out that one the walmart was only built in 1994 so the walmart hadn't been there very long So what was there before the Walmart? Well, the answer is it used to be an orphanage. The St. Mary Orphan Home used to be near the seawall 
there in Galveston. And in a tragic turn of events back in the great hurricane of 1900, uh, September 8th, 1900, uh, the nuns who had worked there and were taking care of the children, they needed to escape the orphanage. You know, they're right on the seawall. They're next to the gulf there. And they needed to get to higher ground. So the idea was, well, we don't want to lose any of the kids. They had anywhere up to n at least 90 children at this orphanage. And so the, the great idea was to tie all the kids and the adults together so we wouldn't lose track of anyone. However, that ended up being their greatest downfall, getting trapped and ended up all drowning and perishing, uh, trapped within the orphanage and the high winds and water and everything, uh, unfortunately took their lives. Supposedly, there's at least three boys that were able to untie themselves and escape somehow and survive the incident. I can't fit, find their names anywhere, but that's like, a couple of people have said there were survivors from the orphanage uh, and that they ended up escaping that way but it's just really crazy man like to think one that they thought that was a good idea but like they're there their bodies are trapped or their spirits are trapped there and then they built a Walmart on top of them but at the same time they're kids like what kid didn't love hanging out in the toy section right and these are like kids spirits from the 19 like early like actual 1900 so like imagine the cool toys that they're they've been able to see and play with throughout the years and well 1994 they were probably really bored for 94 years <laughs> and then things got really cool uh, but it's just crazy man because everyone seems to have had an experience there uh, my wife and I we've shopped there before like going down to the beach and you know you forget sunscreen or anything and like I I did know that it was haunted like when we went for the first time like I knew people had talked about it and it's one of the more haunted places of Galveston Island but like being there it did kind of feel a little weird and i don't know if that was just because my mind was already in it like okay like this place is haunted like i could be i could hear something or see something and i never heard anything i never saw anything but i just had this feeling that i mean of course you're never alone in a walmart but like like maybe something a little more supernatural was keeping an eye on us and seeing what we were going to get um it's just funny because there's like things you can go to TikTok and look up the Galveston toy, uh, Galveston uh, Walmart, and there's many people posting like, "Hey, this is like what I've seen and stuff," and people have talked about it and tell their stories. It's interesting, but like I said, most of it seems to be just harmless fun, like and nothing bad or scary or hurtful, you know. So if you want a chance to. Uh, safely maybe have a spiritual ghostly encounter why not check it out man galveston's not that far from houston if you live near the coast so i know i might end up going back to see if i can capture the ghost children not no, i'm not gonna capture them but i don't know maybe they want to play pokemon with me. 
<laughs> we could get the Pokemon 151 and they could see how cool it is. Or, well, they've maybe never played before, you know, Ghost Children from the 1900s. So I would get the My First Battle box and teach them how to play Pokemon. It could be fun, you know. And see, it all comes full circle. <laughs> anyway, that's it, guys, for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed that little Texas history slash ghost story. I know it was really quick and just quick and dirty but that's how we like it here at the bright fight podcast anyway we will see you guys next week bright fight out